0: Thank you for joining the podcast. We are so happy you're here with us today, especially during this time of COVID-19. We hope you are all safe and practicing social distancing and wearing a mask. So before we get started with the podcast, we want to encourage you to subscribe and also to take in this mental health month with us we will be pushing out as much content as possible via the Dr. Whisperer and other platforms to make sure if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, you can reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. So don't go at it alone. We love you. Hello, and welcome to the show. Well, aren't you lucky to have tuned in today, darlings, because we have the lovely, gorgeous, bright, shiny flower to the left of me on my screen, Sarah Connolly. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me back, Sharon, and you are glowing in your sunshine yellow today.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I did use my yellow chakra today, which is for power. So watch out, ladies and gentlemen. I got some power in me.
1: You have power every day, but channeling extra today, Sharon, send some my way.
0: I just love me some Sarah. So Sarah, I just want everybody to know Sarah is in the midst of purchasing a home on 13th Avenue, which is the most important thing we'll discuss today. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Lucky number 13. It's going to be good, good vibes, good omen for my new home. So excited for the
0: both of you. So Sarah, we have a lot to talk about. You came on here not too long ago and you changed my COVID-19 life. I had a meeting at home. I played the video to my stepson and my husband. I sent it to my um, Cooper's biological mother. Um, I asked everybody to watch it because you, to me, as a healthcare attorney dealing with a lot of seniors and all of the jobs that you're doing across the board. You really, like you, you, you made me go like this. Oh my God. I'm not washing my hands long enough. I need to get a mask. We got the mask that afternoon. So here we are. Has it been two weeks? I think so. Two or three, the days and weeks run
1: together. So much has happened since then.
0: All that matters is that it's the 13th right. and you're here, which is, makes me so happy and that your house is on 13th now. Okay, so what has happened since? Let's just start there. Where are you now?
1: Starting to reopen. So that is great news. It needs to happen. We've all been anxious for it to happen. We're trying to work towards that sense of normalcy, slowly but surely. Um, but that's really the key is slowly but surely um you know we are uh in florida i'm i'm proud of the job we're doing collectively meaning we know that people have been obeying safer at home orders they have generally been been thoughtful and considerate of others in, in staying home and, and taking steps to protect themselves and others um, but i really Main takeaway for today is to uh, be patient and not to rush into going back to normal uh, because we're still moving through this thing. And what we've seen in the last few weeks is, um, you know, steps in the right direction, but it still remains to be seen how quickly and how, uh, you know, the the scope of our next steps to make this thing a safe uh, transition so that we don't see a resurgence of infections and so that especially our vulnerable folks are 65 and older and are at risk pre-existing conditions um, that we don't see another surge. That's the last thing we want after all the work we've done as a country and a state um, to, to have this issue rear
0: its ugly head again. Thank you for that. Um, Are you still wearing a mask when you go out on walks with your handsome husband, Sean?
1: Yes, and we need to continue wearing masks. That needs to be part of our new normal. If I had to predict how long we need to be wearing masks, start wrapping your head around really between now and the end of the year. For, to be really safe, mass is one of the top things that you can do. Um, oftentimes somebody is asymptomatic and may have COVID, so you are protecting others from your breath that may be carrying the virus. You're also protecting yourself from inhaling it from others. So we need to, to normalize wearing masks. Everybody should be wearing them out in public. The White House learned a hard lesson this week on saying that masks were voluntary and many in leadership positions not wearing them. And now they have uh, confirmed cases within their staff and now they're wearing masks. I mean, the, it's it's one example of, of many um, where masks could really, really uh, uh, reduce the chance of transmitting the infection. So yes, wear your masks. And that's the number one tip for both business and personal life is that you, your employees, your family should be wearing masks and you can make them from materials you have
0: at home. Okay. I have a lot of questions about that now. Some specifics. I'm going to um, personalize it and then I'm going to, I'm going to go whatever direction this little brain of mine sends me to. Um, I'm riding my bicycle, am I wearing a mask?
1: Yes, um, I've struggled this with this myself because they're not always comfortable and as you sweat and you breathe heavier, they become less comfortable. As you sweat and breathe heavier, you're also projecting your breath farther. And even when you're going by someone quickly, being within that six-foot range means you could, through your breath or through your sweat, be shedding virus and not know it. So exercise, like anything else, you really should be wearing a mask. What I will say is that when you are on a bike or wherever you choose to exercise outside, if you're not coming within a six-foot radius, then you don't have to worry about it. But yeah. if- Yes. Okay, that's the
0: answer I was looking for.
1: Yes. It's really true. What I cringe at is the crowds on Bayshore in the morning. What I don't cringe at is when Sean and I take our bikes, you know, out into the parks and steer clear of people. And that's true of walking, hiking, jogging. As long as you physically distance you can not have a mask. But if you're gonna be someplace where Beach Drive is another one, it's packed with people right now. And I would say I see 10% of people wearing masks.
0: Okay, um, getting nervous, more questions. You are, okay, so I have been, I would say, pretty good since you scared the hell out of me. Thank you. I needed that, and so did my family. When I go into a store, I'm always wearing a mask. There is no way in, like, I, would not do that, but one day I was riding my bicycle down to Clearwater Beach before they opened it because I would not go down there now. And I went into Starbucks that was open, the only one that was open, and there was nobody in there, so I didn't put on a mask. Now they had the plastic, da, da da you know, and I went outside, I called my husband right away. I was like, oh my God, I just went to Starbucks, bought Starbucks, and I didn't wear a mask. And he's like, oh, you're slacking, you need to watch Sarah again. So I want you to know that it had an impact First of all, so I want to say thank you because when I don't, I know that humans in general, if we're not being reminded of things, we have a very easy way of forgetting. We just, it's not intentional. We, you know, it's like we just start going back to normal because that's what I saw happening the most as soon as the state started to reopen again. Did you see my post about the bikes and how many people were lined up in traffic going to Clearwater Beach from the end of my block? Yes, and
1: that makes me nervous. It's, those are people that are close to each other, breathing each other's air. That's the easiest way for this thing to pick back up again. And I think something that people may not realize is that as we reopen, and I'm all for continuing to reopen. I'm soon, I, yes, like for businesses, For our mental health, for our sanity, I mean, let's keep the push going, Um, but we still have to continue to take these steps, and, you know, a great example is if you um, need to go to a business that's open, they need to be operating at the 25 or 50% capacity, depending on what type of business they are. They still need to be observing social distancing of six feet. They should still be wearing masks and you should see them cleaning or see hand sanitizer or Clorox wipes out. Those are things that just make smart decisions for you and for your life and for your loved ones so that that catches on, right? We should all be having those expectations and letting business owners know we have those expectations so that it's safer for everybody. I will say in going out uh, since the, the reopening, um, pharmacy, you know, some of those necessities that I am seeing more of it. I do think that people are, it is starting to be normalized. I do think that um, with the exception maybe of exercise, that's one thing that, you know, people have been resistant to wearing the mask, but um, that, you know, it's, it is catching on and we should be thinking about this as a longer term solution. Okay, we are, we're marching towards phase two here in Florida, which means we're going to get to that next step of we don't know the exact timeline. Um, there is a lag from when we reopen to when we may see a surge of cases. So I do want people to be thinking about that even just logically, right? We start reopening, people start going out of their homes more. There's a 14 day incubation period for the virus, average onset about five days. And then testing and actually confirming positive cases lags even behind that. So there's really a two week to 30 day window before we have enough information to know how much it's impacting cases. It's really about, we expect a little creep, what we don't want is the surge.
0: You know,
1: last thing we wanna do is undo all of the great work we've done as a community um, and see that spike in cases.
0: Wonderful. Sarah, why do you know so much about this and what makes you any kind of an expert? Why in the world should we listen to you? Can you, and, Charlie Brown my dog right now makes for great TV. He's having a dream and he's barking in his dream Can you hear it?
1: Yeah, he's he's chasing rabbits. It sounds like a good dream
0: chasing after people that aren't wearing masks
1: that's exactly right he's the the enforcer on the block right
0: (laughs) i love that this is in the show all right so can you so tell me i asked that question obviously i know the answer but i think it's important because i think that you know let's appease the cynics
1: (laughs) so i am in the weeds on this every day. Um, I'm a healthcare attorney. I'm outside general counsel, which is basically like an in-house for companies that don't need a full-time in-house but need that type of counsel. So when I say since the pandemic was declared even a little before that, I have been in the weeds on this all day, every day. Yesterday, I spoke to a New York City epidemiologist about the latest orders in New York. Uh, I also spoke with the CDC about testing some masks that we had sent them. I mean, when I tell you that this is what I'm living and breathing, um, I see this as my, this is my calling right now. I literally am, am charged with keeping people safe, uh, with, um, you know, uh, dealing with some of the most vulnerable populations. One of my largest clients is a senior living, um, you know, assisted living, uh, skilled nursing, uh, where unfortunately we've seen people pass away. So when people are blasé or they say this is overblown, I mean. Every single model we're looking at is putting at least 100,000 deaths from this virus in the, throughout our country. Um, that's a major number. And that number would have been astronomically higher if we hadn't taken the steps we did. So I understand that people are getting social distancing fatigue. They want to get back to normal. But this is serious shit, and I'm in it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So I am here to impart some wisdom to help keep you safe.
0: Are you annoying the shit out of your friends and family?
1: Absolutely. We do a weekly Zoom with my in-laws. And every single time I am lecturing my mother-in-law who lives in the villages about staying away from everybody. because. Uh-huh. I, I, am, I worry about her. I can't help it. I know she's being smart, but I grill her and interrogate her each and every week about where she's gone because she's in a vulnerable um, risk group. And those villages people, they hang out together. They get close to each other. They can be lax like anybody else. So, But I, I think my soapbox, my platform is so important right now. It can literally mean the difference between life and death, and that is not lost on me.
0: So you're okay with people not being a fan of yours right now?
1: Absolutely. Oh, please. Lawyers play the bad guy all the time. I am fine being the one that like, yes, I'm the know-it-all right now because I know it all. I'm tapped into this stuff. (laughs) Good for you. I'm so proud of you. Yes.
0: (laughs) Because I have heard about a few, um, like I haven't dove into them, but I I have seen some of the headlines about the conspiracy theories and all that stuff. So I won't even dive into that. Um, I just, I want to make mention of it. You know, that this isn't, you and I, especially, we're so pro, like, getting back to life and, like, hugging. I'm a New Yorker. I want to hug the hell out of everybody I meet. It's just who I am. Um, but I, I, I'm certainly going to wait until 2021, probably, at least, to hug you.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm a hugger, too. I'm touchy-feely. I'm an extreme extrovert. I mean, this has been psychologically, Extremely challenging and emotional.
0: Let me introduce you to our super awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. So just so you know, everybody, fun fact. I used to be a project manager for a telecommunications company in New York City Uh back in the day before I started working with doctors. But I have known Thai Technology and I am a family friend of this company. That means I trust them and I trust that you work with them. So, you know, I would never refer anything out that I didn't believe in. They work with um, some of the biggest physician groups across the country. But the best thing is that they're local. They're here in Tampa Bay and they're from New York originally. So there couldn't be any more love than that. So anybody that mentions the Dr. Whisperer podcast or your client, you get three months of free service. Oh, kidding. Check them out.
1: But let's
0: talk about that. Yeah. So, you, I want to make sure because you really did send me a. Sarah keeps me in check, which not many people can do. So, I applaud you for that. Um, I wanted to because I thought everything that you sent to me was very important. So, I want to make sure that we cover all of it for the audience today. So, returning to um, business and personal life, some tips. So maybe some tips for personal. I feel like we covered a little bit of the business. I feel like everybody's incorporating the, I see tape everywhere I go and plastic, you know, and the salons, you know, wearing the guard over their faces. Um, I'm not going to get my hair done. That's not to say I don't think, I don't care what you all do. I'm, I'm okay with turning gray and all different colors for now. That's just me. So be okay with that is one of the things that I've been saying. You know, my personal choice is my personal choice. I don't have any. I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I let Sarah do that. I let Sarah take the, So Sarah, tell everybody about some of the personal tips, maybe that you can jump into.
1: Definitely still only go out when you have to, Um, when it is things like picking up medications, um, still using, I mean, I'm a big fan of having your groceries delivered and wiping them down and disinfecting them when they come to your house. I mean, still taking all the steps that you can um, to, to avoid going out. Um, to your point, Sharon, I'm all about uh, you know making choices that work for you, but your default should be, I'm also thinking about everybody else. A, a big positive takeaway from all of this is, How quickly did we come together as a community to make drastic life changes to protect people that are vulnerable to this disease? I mean, that is a huge positive takeaway that we need to continue to keep doing that. In order to do that, and you can speak to this as much as anybody, Sharon, with your expertise in mental health, you need to be practicing a lot of self-care right now. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This has created tension among families that are locked up together. People are missing going into the office and having that human connection. I mean, the the laundry list goes on and on about how stressful this is. But I see that as a real potential for, and especially for essential workers and and healthcare workers, um, mental health crises um, you know, uh, burnout, things that can really, really have a lasting effect on people's lives and, and on our country um, if we aren't taking the steps to really take care of that, whether that's telehealth, mental health counseling, whether that's mindful meditation. Exercise is huge. That's still one of the greatest things you can do for yourself is get outdoors and exercise. Um, whatever works for you, but I cannot stress enough. I mean, we'll see, we've seen increases in suicides and depression. The domestic violence rates are through the roof. I mean, it was already an epidemic and now it is just, I, I get emotional t- talking about it. Uh, one as of
0: a- my doctor's patients was killed.
1: Uh, and and in a former life I was a domestic violence prosecutor and I just I I got goosebumps thinking about it 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 is really really um, an epidemic right now and um, you know we could talk all day about that separately but the the mental health the substance abuse all of the things that rear its ugly head because of this perfect storm of stress and anxiety and joblessness and difficulty paying bills I mean you can't imagine a scenario that's more stressful and there's just not enough talk right now we've gotten over the initial shock of this virus now we need to talk about everything else and mental health is number one
0: yeah I'm with you on that I am um, I have so much to say about that that there's almost like to, to get into it is is tough you know I will say though um, I you know, I belong to a 12-step recovery group. I've been very vocal about it. I wrote about it in my book, so I have no qualms saying it here or any platform. I've been sober for 25 years. And I, you know, for my group that I belong to, proactive, started a Zoom. We were meeting every Tuesday, and it went back to they're going to see... They went last night for the first time. I made sure to tell everybody that I won't be there. Um, this is very difficult because these people that are suffering and people that are need to see other people and and want to be in the same room and also have an issue with technology you know let's not let's not not talk about everybody's fear to do things differently um and then say bad things about it when it's actually the thing that is going to protect our seniors like that's all i think about and so and there's a very senior group that belong to these uh, recovery groups so that scares the shit out of me um, because not for me, for the other people that don't realize how important and aren't hearing your message or aren't hearing a message, they're hearing maybe opinions. So I have, I have concerns about that. Of course, I have the concerns about domestic violence. I have concerns about child abuse. i have concerns about all of that. So it's a, so difficult and so touchy because we want to get back to that place of um, allowing people to go back to business and, and earning money. And, but it's, such a, it's so much bigger than that. And the self-care thing is just, it's a non-negotiable for me. You know, I get up and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me. Ugh. I've been working very hard on myself for this long so I can feel good through this pandemic. So I don't give a shit if you are mad at me that I say it's been blissful for me in quarantine, because I'm used to taking care of me first before I take care of others. And that's why I can do what I can do for a living. That's why you can do what you can do for a living right now. I, Sarah is exercising on that bike of hers. Mm-hmm. She's eating healthy. She's thanking some chef online that I'd love to hear more about. And there's really some grand opportunity here for all of us to Just do a little bit better. My parents are walking at a park with the mask on. I meet them there sometimes on the bike. We're socially distanced. They're getting out in nature. It's important. They're watching funny movies. They're, you know, singing karaoke. So mental health is very big. It's very big. I I highly recommend, I I second what Sarah is saying. I second the fact that you need to be exercising, even if it's just taking a walk. We don't need you to run any damn Iron Man or anything like that right now right?
1: (laughs) Yep. Whatever you need to do for you. And and your book, Sharon, speaks directly to Moving through adversity, right? Hitting hitting whatever your bottom looks like and finding the resilience and the path forward to hope and joy. So that is, we are living that right now. And and the positive takeaway from that is I think we needed a shakeup on our priorities. We did as a as a as a world <laughs> needed to take a step back and get some real perspective. And this has the silver lining to all of this has made us realize. Is how important human connection is, how important serving others is, how all of that is more important than money. And when we talk about reopening businesses, what we really mean is making people able to Pay their bills again so that they don't get evicted, right? We, we just want to get to a place where people can feel comfortable putting food in their kids' mouths, right? Yeah. And I'm the first one. I'm big on shopping local, like time savers, meal delivery here in St. Pete. Chef Elizabeth is fantastic. Yeah. She's part of the reason why I've been able to have great home-cooked meals delivered to me, and I'll continue to use her uh, going forward because she's wonderful. But those are the types of things that, you know, let's get back to really caring about each other, really focusing on what's important. And, and I really do. That's the biggest positive takeaway is that I think people are in the feels and being much kinder to each other, are much more connected to the things in life that really matter. So let's hold on to that. Let's not have short memories in all of this.
0: <laughs> yes, let's, let's not. Please, let's remember um, how far we've come and how much further we have to go. So some positive takeaways we've seen from COVID you just mentioned, telemed, access to care expansion, mental health awareness, and reconnection with loved one. So let's talk for just a moment about telemedicine. What are your thoughts on it before I, stop, I have to stop bludgeoning? My doctors is what i feel like i'm doing right now i'm like i need you to hear me
1: so i will echo that so they can hear me too and we can shout it from the rooftops telemed is here to stay if you don't have telemed thank you right amen if you don't have telemed as part of your healthcare practice you are already behind the eight ball you're going to lose patients
0: you are going to lose patients doctor you are going to lose patience I really feel like they need to hear this I've already said it to one of my doctor's offices you're your, not thing to, your, you know.
1: your patients are going to demand it yes. it is more convenient it is better suited for certain types of services, right? Mental health counseling is a great example of sometimes people feel more comfortable sharing
0: in that format. How is it's- Shelly doing? Let's 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 talk about a real conversation. How is our friend Shelly doing who'd never done telehealth before? Sally Haldi is kicking ass and taking names, having
1: pivoted into telemed like she's been doing it forever. And when I tell you that that woman is saving lives, that is not an exaggeration. Her mental health practice is more important than ever, and she is having so many more touch points with patients that I, I am 100% confident that it is saving lives and, and helping people move through probably the darkest period or one of uh, in their lives.
0: And shall I volunteered, all- by I- the way, and I, I'm going to call you all out on it. I volunteered that I would do something, but I haven't heard about instruction of what I need to do. So I know that there's so many people that need help right now, and yes, a mental health counselor, a mental health therapist, or somebody with 25 years experience of practicing mental health coming from trying to commit suicide to not dying, alcoholism, and addiction. We need more real stories. I'm, I'm getting really annoyed when I start talking about this stuff because... The only reason, and I'm going to say it right here, that I am still sober today and that I am not dead is because I met other people like me.
1: That's awesome. And so much around mental health is normalizing the conversation. You are not sick. You are not crazy. It is as important as, would you ever blame somebody who had a heart condition meanwhile we're quick to to blame somebody who has a mental health condition it is it is as important if not more so than everything else we do for our health and the the impact of stress on your heart and on your overall wellness has a direct impact on your on your health overall So it it is, it should be looked at just like your annual visit to your PCP and, and anything you do for seeing a specialist. And it's, it's gotta be the Shelley Haldies of the world um, are a great example of, of we've gotta have this dialogue and we've gotta make it normal.
0: I'm so grateful. I don't, you know, and I just, I had to stop myself and take my own breath there because I do have so much empathy for people that don't have an understanding of how powerful it is to speak to somebody. You have to speak about what's happening. I put a little video, tiny video up just last night, three minutes of the small moment that I had on Monday. I realized that as somebody who, somebody might look at me today and go, well, she's got two businesses, and she wrote a book, and she's married, and she has this, yes, I do. That is not how my life always was, and I have bad days, too, and I have hard times, too. I'm quite sure you have, too, Sarah.
1: The strongest people you know uh, can still be struggling, and as a matter of fact, the strongest people can be putting a brave face on when there's really a lot going on behind the scenes. So yes, another uh, takeaway from today is how extremely important that is and we will absolutely have you on the warm line Shelly's idea about having a line that you can call into to socialize and connect and and have some level of counseling I don't mean just licensed counselors but people that can make you feel better and feel less isolated for seniors that are literally locked in their rooms at, at assisted living and skilled nursing communities. So there is no more deserving or frankly desperate uh, uh, folks than, than our seniors. So yes, we will sign you up. We're in the process of getting that rolled out, Sharon. So thank you for taking me to task.
0: I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I realize that my audience only wants to hear us maximum 30 minutes. I'm getting the feedback. So I appreciate you. I'm quite sure there's going to be a part three because we're in this for a while. And I really feel like having um, people back to show people how it started and what it's been like going through, having something to reflect upon, showing our progress, staying kind and helping others, and just um, continuing to think about everybody else. This is a time to be selfless, Amen, Sharon, couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate everything that you do for all of us. Thank you.
1: See you soon. Bye.
0: Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. TIE Technology. Check them out.